0: You are listening to astrology today, coming to you live from beautiful Sunshine Coast, Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahomens Nation. Okay, so on today's show, I am going to be continuing to, um, yeah, to talk about the. Uh, signs, and I left off last week with Pisces, and so I will pick it up here at Aries, which typically is considered uh, the first sign in uh, the zodiacal order, and Mars makes his home here, and of course Mars is of the night sect, and for this next group of signs, we will be focused on night sect planets, and that would be the moon. Venus, which is the benefic in the night sect charts. Uh, Mars is a malefic, but um, he's happy in a night chart or happier. So the image that goes with Aries is the ram, aggressive, headstrong, no subtlety here. Meet an obstacle and he rams it. Its motto would be go now. And I'm When I was writing this, I was thinking, hmm, headbangers. But I'm not even sure if that is a musical genre. But if it is, the stars of those would be Aries. The myth is the hero Jason and the Argonauts. And off they go to find the Golden Fleece, which apparently is about finding parts of ourselves to make whole. And I can't say that I really relate in my experience with Aries to that particular myth. Um, For me, it is way more the spring rush of life, uh, because this obviously Aries marks the spring equinox. And what I always see are cows frolicking. And you'd be amazed. I used to live on a ranch. They do frolic in the spring, old, young, doesn't matter. Okay, so with Aries, we're also talking about fire, which is action, activity that needs to be physical, it's expressive and enthusiastic. Um, It's also a cardinal sign, so that means it's pivotal, it's the burst of energy required to change the season, to banish winter, and to allow the earth to warm up. So it says, I am It's that rush forward. It's competitive, um, it loves lots of activity, it's impulsive, can be an adrenaline junkie, dynamic in the present moment, which is one of its gifts. It's doing things now. Uh, Independent and proactive. So some of the imagery that goes with this would be the warrior, the pioneer, the daredevil, the survivor, This is the person you want to drive up to you after you've been in a car accident, for they can act immediately to get help or to dash in and save you. Later, they may turn into a mess, but if you want immediate direct response, that's what you'll get with an Aries circuit. When off the rails, they can be domineering, quick explosive temper. And I personally would know nothing about that as I have an Aries rising and maybe a few people have actually experienced me going off, which is not pretty. So I can attest that's very true. (laughs) Um, And that especially happens in a day chart if if Mars is not well supported. And again, I would have to put my hand up because that would be me. So they also can do violence. Um, they can be arrogant and definitely me first, brusque. Like no, um, no nuance here in their conversations. Yeah, and intolerant. Emotionally, they will be spontaneous. This is the moon is here, naive, childlike, freedom loving, inconsiderate and probably insensitive if the moon is here. Uh, mentally, they're motivated inspired freedom and creative thinking Yep, catalyst catalytic is that a word i think it is Um, assertive or can be bullying physically here we have the red hair and i don't know why some of the texts say this hair lip i'm like huh um acne again i have aries rising i can attest to that one Uh, they can have arched or big nose Eh, i missed that one yay Um, Okay, so they can, uh, obviously, because of the rashness that's built into this, they can be prone to accidents. Okay, places they enjoy are high up, hilly, hot, sandy. Um, They can deal with fire, obviously. Um, And danger and risk is just part of their makeup. Okay, so being a guest planet in Mars' sign of Aries will work really well if you are the sun, because the sun is exalted here. The moon will do better if it's a night chart, but even so, it's not really her cup of tea. Fire is not an easy bedmate for feelings. Also, the moon is not happy in Mars's other domicile of Scorpio. Hmm. Uh, Venus, again, is not a fan of fire. Her domains are of earth and air. Fire can work with air, but earth is molten, and unless you're a metal worker or an alchemist. But those two are paired with both of their signs. So Aries is opposite Libra, which is ruled by Venus, and Taurus, which we'll get to next, is Venus, and it's opposite Mars in Scorpio. So Between the two planets, they create a balance between them. Saturn is in its fall here, and in a night chart, this would not be good. So for uh, natives that are born at night, Saturn in Aries, this is going to be a tough go. One will have to really work on it. Uh, Saturn wants control and structure, which this fire sign wants action now. Damned be to a plan. Always look to Mars, its location, for more info on this domicile. Um, Will this malefic be a big explosive pain or just the energy needed to get the job done? So we've had the rush of spring. Now what happens? Growth. And the next sign in order is Taurus, the world made manifest, like the Wall Street bull or just the bull out in the field protecting his herd. Another animal symbol leading to the notion of primal and instinctual safeguarding what is required for survival. Key phrase over the domicile of Taurus would be mine. And another might be change, change. Do people do that? How novel. Because Taurus is not about to do that. And when it comes to sharing, especially if you have a young Taurus child, that will be just a concept. And you will have to spend some time working on the whole idea of sharing. Earth is productive, steadfast, enduring like the tortoise. He, she will get it done. Living life through the senses is another gift of Taurus. These people do embodiment. They can pick the right wine, the best masseuse, um, the most delicious textural surfaces. Um, You know, their, uh, their aesthetic sensitivity is exquisite. Some of the labels that can go with this, earth spirit, the musician, So they can, you know, they have that faculty with sound as well. But they're also known as the silent one. These people are not into a lot of verbal stuff. They are ruled by Venus. And of course, that is the night sect benefic. In the domicile, she is related to stuff. Quality and quantity work for her. Sharing, like I said before, maybe. Nurturing, yes as the night sect moon is exalted here. As a fixed sign, gathering and establishing supporting growth, which leads to more security, make Venus's domicile happy. Stability also makes her happy. Emotionally, holding, supporting, reliable, dependable, loyal, committed, placid, stubborn, stingy, hoarding, possessive. Okay, so not all, you know, fruit and spice. No. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Okay, so they can be uh, mentally practical, um, deliberate, or obdurate, O-B-D-U-R-A-T-E, which is stubbornly refusing to change one's opinion or course of action, Uh, physically solid, uh, like I said before, musical hedonistic well that might not be such a bad thing. lazy, rhythmic seeking pleasure. So this you know obviously puts a really nice focus on yoga, bodywork, massage, Tai chi features they can have a bull neck so this would be rising uh, Football shoulders and here I'm kind of wondering if that's sloping so um, or graceful and lithe They like low, warm, solid, cultivated, stone, brick, dirt, and, obviously, resources. I believe if you want to buy something of value slash quality and endurance, take a Taurus with you when you go shopping. Planets in this Venus domicile, as mentioned above, the Moon is very happy here. So would Jupiter be if he is in his Pisces gear. Uh, The fiery sun, not so much. Uh, Mars can cope here, and in Libra's Venus, okay, so that's that Mars-Venus complement where um, they can take the excesses off of each other, but it takes work. Saturn in his Capricorn hat can be manageable here, but like the sun can run into problems if he's wearing his Aquarian hat. Downside. Hitting a brick wall, too stubborn, slow moving, greedy, materialistic. Okay, so we've slowed right down, but next up, twins, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, Castor and Pollux, and maybe Ying and Yang, Gemini. We're back to a actual person imagery here, but they're twins. They are the masters of multitasking, tasking, they can go madly off in all directions, or literally the human version of the World Wide Web. This is the first domicile of Mercury, and since Aries, the first home to unite a planet from the Day sect group. Who better to do that than Mercury, the messenger of the gods? This is a mutable sign, The season is going to change again. Um, We are coming up to summer. And the full ripening in Cancer. But what will ripen? Black or white? Good or bad? Discovering gray can be one of the tasks of Gemini. It's an air sign. So basic information, exchange, writing, speaking, languages, more than one. The archetype here is the witness, the teacher, the storyteller, the journalist. Gemini is versatile and embodies the wonder of youth, taking in all the data. Communication, the mind fully engaged, but here is the easiest to forget, that Mercury is the messenger, not the message. The mind is not the heart, and this is a key development piece that Geminis have to begin to develop is realizing that um, the monkey mind that at times, one of my first questions typically when I see a Gemini sun sign person is, I ask them how well they sleep. And oftentimes, although not every time, uh, because it depends on where um, this domicile ruler is, and that's Mercury, because it might not be in Gemini, Um, They will often complain about the mind running amok in the middle of the night and unable to sleep. And that's a mercury gone crazy. So the monkey mind, one needs to recognize that verbal diarrhea in the head is not the heart. And that's one of the things Gemini has to come to terms with. Okay, so that nervous energy running amok, wired is not usually a good thing. Mercury in this domicile reminds us that he can be cast into either sect and find comfort. This is the ecology of the human system and all parts must be acknowledged for the system to run well. Planets coming here for a visit find reasonably neutral accommodations, except for Jupiter who is in his detriment. And again, Jupiter, Mercury, that pair are opposite each other. So between Gemini, and Sagittarius, and between Mercury's other domicile, which is Virgo, which is opposite Pisces, which is Jupiter's other domicile. So those two act as a pair to curb the excesses of each. Okay, Um, understanding must be built, not just facts, as in rampant growth does not work emotionally amusing humorous bored flaky unreliable superficial nervous hmm but the mind is quick it's curious it's fluently logical associative fact finding it can build networks i have a jupiter here in gemini and that's one of my most favorite things to do is to connect people together scattered undirected wait who is in charge Uh, Physically, they're agile, nimble, quick, hyper, ambidextrous, and youthful. Uh, The places that they like are high up, airy, dry, Um, and again, anything that moves, airplanes, buses, cars, bicycles, rollerblades, you name it. And also, obviously, signals um, and symbols, uh, language and music. But always remember, this horse needs a rider. Changeable, ungrateful, scattered brain, restless, scheming, lacks concentration and follow-through. Mercury can be accommodating and the planets who like Earth, like Venus and Saturn, may stumble here. And I imagine the moon is not, here, is not happy here and will need help. Okay, we are now pivoting again to the longest day of the year and the summer solstice. And who's up next? Cancer, the crab. We're back to, um, you know, a critter. This critter is juicy on the inside if you like to eat them, but it has a tough outer shell. And as we'll see, it needs that shell. This is the mother in all of us, the healer, the invisible one. The moon is, ha- is a happy night sect camper here, um, and so in a night chart, if the moon is in its own domicile, which is Cancer, you have, you know, sort of optimal mothering. Her domicile, like the symbol of the crab, must grow and change, and not always is that visible. Darkness hides, shells protect. This is the first water sign, in, if you start with Aries. Um, it's atmospheric, acid, fluid. The ancients chose cancer for the hour marker in the birth chart of the world. Um, cardinal, the water of life, which takes the first three elements and turns out life. Vulnerable, needing nurturing. Primordial, initiator, originating. Obviously, cancer is seeking security, care, and protection for the tribe, for what it's what it's mothering. Um, water, I feel. This is incredibly subjective sign and self-centered. Protective and mothering um, or intimacy, it can do that for others. But its own self, it has a skin. It requires a skin. It needs that shell. Um, because it can be so vulnerable. But if it never lets that shell crack open, it can't receive. Cancer is a root, a taproot, to creative imagery. Maybe emotionally, belonging, caring, mothering, protective, psychic. Mentally, it's insightful, instinctive, protective of the past, vague when sensitive. So it's not going to even though you know it's thinking about itself, it's not always going to tell you how it feels because it, it's so careful to not receive the blow, right, of judgment or criticism or emotional negative feedback. It puts its shell up. Uh, physically warm, soft, cuddly, easygoing features are childlike, often with a round face and a round body. Um, Places it likes, deep, wet, homes, gardens, water, and children, and other lifetimes. Planets in the domicile of the moon. Saturn brings balance and productivity in a day chart, needs work in a night chart. It is the natural balance for this moon. Jupiter is exalted in cancer, tying the day sect to the night sect. Hmm. And I always find that one kind of curious, Jupiter being exalted in Cancer, and I can't say I've totally wrapped my mind around that one. The Sun is not at all happy here. While Venus and Mars can be okay, uh, Mars, if it's in its Scorpio mood, will do fine. But otherwise, Mars is in its fall here. And that's because it's exalted in Capricorn. Venus is in its Taurus mood, Mode, pardon me, would do okay, as both are of the same sect. We'll need to respect um, if it's in its Libra trait, because that's a natural cardinal square. Okay, so we have uh, covered the next four signs, and now I have some very interesting examples. And the first one up is... Uh, the leader of the Conservative Party right now, um, and that's Andrew Scheer, who was born on May the 20th, 1979, in Ottawa. His chart and all the examples I'm going to use today, hopefully soon, will be on my website, www.cardinalastrology.ca. But if you're wanting to see them now, um, I challenge you to find me on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I did put those pictures up there this morning. Anyway, so what do we have here? Andrew has, count them, four signs in Taurus. The sun is there, Mercury, Mars, and Venus. They are all under the beams by ancient calculations, uh, which is um, with if you're within 15 degrees of the Sun. And so there's this kind of uh, swallowing that supposedly happens. But Venus, who is in her own domicile, she is said to be in her chariot. Um, And so this Venus, uh, because it is in her, her own domicile in terms of building relationships, that part should work really well for him. This is a day chart. So Maybe Venus and Mars, they're going to be happy here um, just because it's Venus in her own domicile. But helping them out uh, is the moon, who is also above the horizon in Pisces. And so nighttime planets, as long as they're with their uh, light and for nighttime charts, that's the moon, then that gives them also an added boost. Um, so we have this stellium, and um, here, natives who has this kind of strength of character, they're in it for the long game. So Andrew here, can, he can doggedly reach a goal, being incredibly single-minded that Mercury is in Taurus. Um, and the direction, Sun, he wants to go the distance. The 11th place is a good house, favorable to the occupants. From a modern standpoint of view, he could want to bring the conservative ideals um, and defend them with all his strength, which is apparently the choice that he picked, as his slogan for when he was running for leadership was, real conservative, real leader. I would say Taurus through and through. If he has support for his leadership, he will want to go the distance single-mindedly, but if not, he will not go willingly. One of the key things that I said about Taurus is stubbornly refusing to change one's opinion or course of action. Um, And currently in the news, we are hearing calls for him to step down um, and for there to be a new leader. So I'm going to be watching this guy to see just how, whether it's possible to actually move him off his course, um, because that is a lot of Taurus. He has a day chart, so to help him out, we will look to Jupiter as the benefic. And Jupiter is in Leo in, in the second place. Not the best place for Jupiter, but not terrible either. He looks to Taurus, giving that down-to-earth feel a bit of pizzazz. Although I had to admit I noticed in an article in the paper today that that's what somebody thought he was lacking. So he's not taking advantage of that uh, Jupiter. He has Cancer rising, so the moon plays a large role in his presentation. Now we just talked about the Cancer shell, which is which he will probably hide behind using the Pisces moon face dancing ability. On a positive note, this combo gives him a nurturing quality combined with an empathic quality. People can feel a connection if this circuit is functioning well. If not, the shell can leave people cold and the Pisces moon can feel flaky. Saturn, the malefic that fares well in a day chart, looks favorable for Taurus cluster from a third house Virgo. Determination of Taurus is wedded to efficiency, which could help with the slowness of Taurus. Leadership is ruled by that Mars in Taurus. I'm not feeling the fire in the belly. The catalytic, assertive side of Mars is required, and I'm not sure that Taurus energy can be roused enough to overcome the inertia of a chosen course of action. Politics, I think, requires more flexibility. At the moment, the outer planet in charge of radical change and upheaval is slowly making its way through Taurus. Uranus is conjunct his Mars Venus. Something in his life must change. Okay, next up, I found uh, Margaret Atwood and boy, does this lady have a nice chart. Um, She's born November the 18th, 1939. So she's just turned 80 in Ottawa. Ottawa produces a lot of people. (laughs) Margaret's is a night chart making Saturn the malefic and he is in Aries, which is his fall but fortunately he is in a good house, which is that number 11. Uh, What might we expect from an Aries Saturn? What is the opposite of a warrior? A coward. Saturn constricts, limits, sets boundaries. Margaret must find a way to overcome that fear of being defeated. Dystopian flavored novels where doom and gloom prevail warriors who are limited and downtrodden who live in constant fear. Oh yeah, she is channeling that poopy Saturn uh, into her writing. When critics have tried to label her books science fiction, she says not. As she has repeatedly noted, there's a precedent in real life for everything in the books. I decide not to put anything in that somebody somewhere hasn't already done. Margaret also has a Gemini rising, which physically lends itself to being agile, nimble, quick, um, and youthful. She is not your doty grandmother type at all. Mercury rules this domicile, and he is in Sagittarius, the domicile of Jupiter, his detriment, but also the balancing point for Gemini, curbing the running off madly in all directions though a look at her biography shows us she is very much a teacher as well as an author and is very well educated she has let this gemini sagittarius axis dominate her life so where does she get her stamina from the favorably placed mars in a night chart which rules that saturn in aries and her scorpio sun Mars is conjunct the 10th house cusp from Aquarius, the maverick, and conjunct the moon. Both the favorable, both look favorably to Saturn and the sun. And Saturn itself must rise to the occasion if she's going to be comfortable in her life at all. The last point I want to make about the planet Mercury, who rules her first house and her fourth house as well, had stationed on the day she was born, which emphasizes communication in all forms. Okay, how am I doing for time? Yeah. Next up, I'm going to revisit our countries chart, which basically has those four signs that I've just talked about all lined up. And obviously we're starting with uh, Aries rising. And I'm getting ahead of myself in my sheets here. Okay, so Aries rising or the hour marker, Venus and the moon in Gemini in the third, which makes the ruler of Taurus, the second house here. And of course, we are a Cancer nation, which puts more emphasis on the Gemini third house. This is a night chart, which makes the moon, Mars and Venus happy. Yay. Uh, Saturn and Jupiter are not with their day sect, ruler the sun. They are above the horizon and both in not good houses. Hmm. So there's trouble there. Jupiter is in his own sign. That helps, but he is in the 12th. Saturn is in Scorpio in the 8th and again, not a good house. But happily, Mars can see his guest. Just for for review, there are two teams, night sect, nocturnal and day sect diurnal each team player gains dignity or is positively reinforced when it finds itself in the right sect Um, nocturnal sect favors the moon venus and mars and the diurnal or day sect is sun jupiter saturn meanwhile back to canada our rising sign or our marker Is how we how we are seen by the world and Aries is the domicile here, so we can be seen as warrior, pioneer, adventurer that are nice. What? How can that be? Aries is usually seen as being rude, not nicey nicey. Well, where is the lord of this house? Oh, look, Mars is in Virgo. Now we haven't got to go to Virgo. Um, now we haven't gotten to Virgo yet, that's for the next show, but it appears that Mars in Virgo colors that Aries persona with refinement and manners. Next, we can look at the third house. Here we find Mercury's domicile. Venus and Moon are hanging out here. For Venus, how can, this is how we are going to relate to the world around us. It gives us flexibility Um, uh, We can gather together many connections. This is the people of Canada. Uh, The moon are us. Uh, Many peoples, many languages spread out over vast distances. Travel is long but short too. I've often thought that we Canadians truly don't grasp that we live in a huge country. And there, there are like a dozen of us. We talk about family in the Maritimes, like that was going to be going to the next city. You would cross Europe three or four times, and as many countries, just to make that trip. We make long distances familiar, Gemini. We are also okay with many languages and have two twins as official languages laying connecting networks across long distances, whether that be roads, rail, or telecommunication, it's all necessary for the people. Venus is next door to its own domicile, putting emphasis on many Gemini resources as our second house ruler. Next is the sun in Cancer, our government slash leadership, which is ruled by that moon in Gemini. They must come under one, all the many must come under one tent and feel nurtured and supported. And here, you know, if we pause and we look at kind of the mess of the political landscape right now, um, you know, our current PM must bring everybody under that tent. Cancer has deep primordial roots and is connected symbolically to the waters of life. We would do well to bring our roots into our leadership circles, and here I'm talking about indigenous tribes. Mercury ties the sun, the leadership, and the moon, the people together as he is in Leo. Bringing creativity forth, we can birth a country that supports Sun and Cancer, our many diverse people, Moon and Gemini, Mercury also rules Mars, the way we present ourselves to the world, our collective selfhood. This Virgo, and next week we'll take a closer look at that, our, our next, okay, so I guess I'm done with Canada. Yes, how am I doing for time? Oh, I've got 20 minutes. Yay! Okay, so I thought I would kind of leave the whole Canadianism behind and jump to a fresh chart. Um, and this is the last chart that I'm looking at um, today. And this one is for Lady Gaga. She has a day sec chart. Oh, and I should mention. Okay, so she's born 28th of March, 1986, in New York, New York. Uh, we have a day sec chart, so we look to the sun and Jupiter and Saturn to help her out. We have a sun in Aries, and the sun is exalted here and in a good house, the 11th, the pioneer, the warrior, and she channeled this energy. How? We see a Gemini rising, and the hour marker, the many images of Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah. Not just famous for her music, but for the outfits she wears. And I'm just realizing I need a sip of water. Okay, only a moment of dead air, not too bad. Uh, Okay, so where is that Mercury that she comes up with so many garments? The domicile ruler, why he is in the 10th of public presence and he's in face dancing Pisces. So the many images just, yeah, that just so works. Jupiter, the greater benefic of a day chart, is in his home turf of Pisces as well, supporting that Mercury and giving the many faces of Lady Gaga the image of someone for everyone. The reality, Lady Gaga disappears into that branding. Jupiter also supports the malefic Saturn, which is located in the seventh house of partners. Her team must support, create boundaries that work for her. Saturn can delay remote romantic relationships. And I think as of now, she's probably still single, but not to fear, love can come. This Saturn has to rise to the challenge in her life as the malefic that can get her into trouble. Um Mars, the ruler of her airy son, is in Saturn's domicile of Capricorn, which happily Mars is also exalted here. A word of caution for Lady Gaga. Mars is in the 8th, not a happy house, so she must be careful with contracts and joint ventures. I was surprised that I found few Aries stars in my database because of its exalted position here. You'd think that would be a direction sun for success. Okay, on our next show, we will continue the sketches of the remaining four signs, Leo, Virgo, Libra, and my favorite, of course, Scorpio. Uh, but now, there, I would like to do a little bit of a prelude to where's that moon. Oh yeah, got time. I want to talk a bit about electional astrology. This is the attempt to pick best case scenarios for the act of things like getting married, starting a business, or signing contracts. The idea is that you want the stars to portend good things, eh? To begin, let's consider sect. Do you need a day chart or a night chart? The greatest benefic is Jupiter, so that automatically has us looking for day charts when the sun is above the horizon. But you could pick a night chart if what you were doing needed secrecy. Most electional charts will attempt to put Jupiter in his best light, and for the past year that has been relatively easy, as Jupiter has been in his own domicile of Sagittarius. But all that is going to change. Jupiter is ingressing into Capricorn in a couple of days, December the 3rd. What can we expect from Jupiter in Capricorn? And how will he impact the start of ventures in the year to come? Capricorn, as we know, is Saturn's domicile. And both Jupiter and Saturn like being in day charts. So that is in our favor. As well, Saturn is in his own domicile of Capricorn at the moment. So there's another bonus. But what can we expect from this pairing? And that is Saturn-Jupiter. So from cosmobiologist Reinhold Ebertin, uh we get the following comment. Patience, achieving success through perseverance. Industry, a tenacious pursuit of one's plans, a sense of duty. Yeah, that doesn't sound too bad. This combo favors education, law, I would say contracts here, clergy, religious commitment, so planning a meditation retreat with an electional chart, that would help, and restrictions or limitations that lead to good outcomes. Now, what could that be? Well, dieting, folks. (coughs) Robert Hand says, the balance between one's conservative and liberal sides, optimism tempered by caution, patience and careful growth on the material plane. So uh, we are highlighting that Jupiter putting the um, two rulership domiciles for Jupiter on the angles. So that's probably the first um, classical note that's needed in an electional chart for this year is putting um, Sag and Pisces on angles. You also don't want um, the moon, which is the faster um, planet in an electional chart. It's what, um, its aspects form um, the mo- one of the most important pieces in that if it's approaching a malefic, that won't be good. Um, If it's obviously conjunct a malefic, you would, you know, you wouldn't use those kind of charts. Um, And so, and then of course, if you can put the Moon in a domicile that favors Jupiter, so obviously the Moon either in Sag or in Pisces, again, that's going to help to focus Positive outcomes because of its connection to the Jupiter, and uh, yeah, so this chart has done both those things. Now, if you're interested and you want uh, more charts to work with um, electionally, um, if you go to Chris Brennan's uh, astrology podcast, which is on the web, and you sign up as a patron to his shows. He does a monthly forecast of electional charts with his partner, Lisa Schlam. And they will give you four or five different electional chart possibilities for activities that you will be doing each month. Um, And they also give you the background as to why they're picking the charts that they are picking and uh, what they're good for. Uh, And so I highly recommend that, and if I can, I will put up a link to their site on my webpage. I'll have to talk to them first though, see if they're okay with that, yeah. Uh, But that's where I'm getting a lot of my updated info on how to do electional charts. Okay, so we are down to, um, so just to remember, Uh, To re-listen to this or older episodes, go to www.cardinalastrology.ca, where you can find source materials and PDFs to use with the show. And you have been listening to Astrology Today on CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell River's community radio station, and we'll see you next week.